Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen.
Hallelujah. And this morning, by the grace of God, God has prepared our pastor and our bishop for us. Hallelujah. Yesterday, I was in a service. He ministered in, my God, my goodness, my goodness. It was sweet. Yeah. He was preaching about others. This morning, I don't know what he's bringing us, but my heart is open. The Bible says that the sower went out to sow the word. The sower, dear, his bag is always full of seeds. Are you listening? Oh, Church of God, are you here? I have left. His bag is always full of seeds. All he has to do is to dip his bag, his hand in the in the bag, and bring out some seeds and just sprinkle it. My prayer and my hope this morning is that your heart will not be a wayside ground. Tell your neighbor, may your heart not be a wayside ground. May your heart not be a thorny ground. Say neighbor, I am praying that your heart will not be a stony ground. May your heart be a good, good ground. Because as for the sower, who is coming to sow the word, are you with me this morning? I want you to stand to your feet. I want us to show excitement and joy for the word of God that is being that is being brought us this morning. And let us welcome to our international pulpit the sower of God, our pastor, my pastor, your pastor, Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo.
our church, you know, to, I want to say that um, there's a lot of work we are doing here and uh, physical work here as well as spiritual work also because there's a new church it's new physically in the structures and it's also new spiritually and when something is new there's there are things to do there are responsibilities to carry out but I can already see that God is building something very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. And it is your life. You see, I am very happy. Personally, personally, I will tell you that this is the type of church I would like to be a part of. A church that is new and is growing so that I I grow with it. I grow with it. When because also many of us are new believers. Now, when you are a new believer, and You join a big church, established church. If you are not very careful, you will not be a Christian till you die. You will just be a member of a nice church. And there are many dangers that go with it. So I am very happy that you and I are experiencing ourselves here in this church. And uh, as God builds this church, even physically, your life is also being built physically. You will look nicer. You know, I see a lady this morning with gold earrings. I see. Hey. I've got some VIPs here. <laughs> I've seen a lady with gold earrings. You know, a day will come, yours will also be gold. Because so I see plastic earrings and this type of, you know, but a day will come, you wear gold earrings. You know, and you wear, when you lift your hands, you see that there's a wedding ring with diamonds on it. Some of you, when you raise your hand, there's no ring there because you are not even at that age. But as you grow, you know, most of you little girls, the husbands you will marry are in the church already. It's here. It's here. But you've not seen the person because we are going to build a very big church. Yeah, we are building a very big church. the worst this church will be the worst at our lowest level we'll have two services here lowest yeah. 
I'm waiting for you to mature spiritually. If I'm able to get you to mature spiritually, I'll be able to get you to come to church early. So by even 7 a.m. I'm preaching. 9.30 we've closed. Then we can have meetings and things and be around those who want to go, can go. Then 3.30. So we, we, you know, there's a time this place is very hot. Uh, 11, 12, 1 very hot. That's not the time to be inside here. So we are outside. Then three o'clock, another church. Totally different from the church that came in the morning. When buses are arriving. Because the workers are different. Everybody is working somewhere. And some come like in the OEB church. Everybody is working somewhere. So, in, like yesterday, there was a large service there. The people in that service don't even know that there's a Sunday church. They don't come there. Only two or three people who were in yesterday's big service will be in the church today. And that is myself, Bishop Kobe, uh, uh, Bishop George. Reverend Lester, I can't think of anybody genuinely I cannot think of anybody maybe Bishop Kobe's wife I can't think of anybody who will be in that service today who was there yesterday uh, Benji and his wife hmm. but the mass because they they, they, everybody is working somewhere Everybody is working somewhere. You know. So, I want to welcome you to church. And I'm saying that God is working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. I'm waiting for you to. So, like I said, the. 6.30 service I can't have it now because you are not spiritually there yet when you become spiritual you will wake up at 4.30 and come to church I will travel this week and then <laughs> you'll be there then I'll come back God willing just a few days to a week after when I return I'll be here before I go for another healing Jesus crusade in Liberia but when I return from this trip I'm starting a series I've titled give thyself holy I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting for you to mature when you mature you understand how to walk with God 
And one reason why I can't get you to come to church at 6.30 is that many of you have not given yourselves wholly to God. This early things is for people who have given themselves wholly to God. That is how in the Catholic Church they can have Mass at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. And it's full. Because the people sitting there, they have given themselves wholly. Even when they die, the church is in the will they have prepared. There's a land for the church. There's a building for the church. They've given themselves wholly. Methodists. The the only part of the body of Christ that is lawless is charismatic and Pentecostals. Lawless. My grandmother was 102. Tuesday evening, she's walking for Christ's little band. 102. Walking to church. Walking. That's what she has done all her life. Presbyterians are committed. The only, at least from the books I have read and my experience, I've been a pastor for 30 years. The only part of the body of Christ where there is lawlessness, the uselessness, um, rebellion, Nothing is defined. Just do what you want to do. It's charismatic church. This is where we are. This is the place. If you want the venue, it's here. How can Catholics go to church at 6 a.m.? And you cannot be in church. And interesting, eh, that you rather feel that you are even more spiritual than Catholics. It's, it bothers my, my sensibilities. That Methodists are not spiritual. This, this, this Christian life, this thing you are doing, this, you sit in church, a church, charismatic church, for four years, you can't even sing a charismatic song without looking at words. Methodists can sing hymns in stanzas without looking into the hymn book. I'm waiting for you. The day you become normal, you are not a normal person. There are many people that say that it is not normal. You see, we, we just relate with love. Just love and forgiveness and mercy and I know tolerance but many of you are not you are not a normal Christian yeah. my real Christian preaching I will start it when I start give thyself holy series yeah. and I will go for months I'll preach it here and preach it there also at the same time 
because many of you haven't given yourselves willing. You are just a Sunday church attendee. Just even Sunday. How often do you ask anybody where were you last Sunday? Ask. You were here. Ask him where he was last Sunday. Ask him. Where were you last Sunday? Even no, no. I mean, Sunday is even a low blow. Sunday. I mean, this is not the church. This is not the church. Sunday is not. That's not the church. The real church is where we are together, eating together. Where we are together, discussing Apostle George Senegas message he preached. The real church where is where we, the four of us, have met in Auntie Clara's house. We have eaten. Then from there, all of us are going to Betty's house to go and swim. That's church. Where we start eating in Emilia's house, then from there, we all go to Uncle Frank's house, and our children go to play there from house to house. Not this, it's not church. Here we come for instructions for what we are doing this week. That's why you call the, the apostles doctrines. Doctrines. Established teaching. Today, for instance, I'm going to preach about a doctrine. Wow. So ideally, if this was a proper church, then tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. We, we are fasting and praying for just two weeks. Where, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? We have been in church praying. Where have you been? Because in your, in your deranged mind, in your twisted mind, church is Sunday. God cannot get you to do anything from Monday to Saturday. I'm waiting for you to mature. The day you mature, we'll start church at 6 a.m. Because human beings like you go to church at 6 a.m. That you don't respect. The cheek of it. the cheek of it. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting. I'm relaxed. We are like some part-time Christians. Oh yes. Are you wait for give thyself holy? When you've lived your real life somewhere, then you just come around here and just be here in your red dress and just hug ourselves and just after two hours church service, you go to your real life. But in the book of Acts, this was the real life. Are we here? I don't, I don't like a church which is quiet. Because I know you, you talk. So I'm surprised you are. No, I'm waiting. 
I'm, I mean, it, it is dry now. So like Hamatan. That's why you can see I'm not sweating. And your face is also nice and smooth. But on a normal Sunday, by this time, my shirt is wet. So we don't use today to discuss the church life. By this time, it's hot, humid, dense. You are fanning yourself. This is a, this, we have we have some one, two, or three of such Sundays. But the rest of the Sundays, normal Sundays, hot. So uh, we could meet early. 6 a.m. We come, we dance uh, by 9:30. We are going home. And those pastors, leaders, they go to that uh, uncompleted house, go and change, and they go for outreach. This, 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 then, then three o'clock. Another, those who were here early at 6 a.m. are different. Those coming at three o'clock are different. They are not here early morning. They are not here. So if you are either an early morning or late afternoon because of the heat. But I can't get you. Even to wake up. I can't get you. Because you are not a spiritual person. Today, I want to share with you. You know, yesterday, something beautiful happened here. And uh, I felt that I should talk about it because it's a doctrine it's very important that we understand what is going on and so, so, so today I'm preaching about baptism baptism Father we pray that you speak to us Jesus name. Amen. Now that word baptism that word baptism is a very important word. There is no Christianity without baptism. In the New Testament Anyone, there is not even one account of a person or a group of persons who received Jesus Christ, who were not baptized. There's not even one. Baptism. In fact, the church began when Jesus sent his disciples in Matthew chapter 28 and Mark 16. He, there were a few hundreds of disciples in the system. He began with 12. By the time he was dying, there were a few hundreds. After three years. Disciples. 
So he sent them into the world to start the church. So in Acts of the Apostles, the church started. But, but when he sent them, they were to go in Mark 16, verse 15, He said to them, Go ye into all the world. All the world. This church sitting here in Ayensu needs to go into all of Ayensu. All. There's no, there should be no house in this area, in this community that hasn't felt the force of this church. But we are going to go. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 16. Now, watch it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Period. But he that believeth not shall be damned or is condemned or accursed. That's why he said, you see that he talks about he that believeth and is baptized. Then he comes to he that believeth not. Because when you believe not, there's no point for baptism. You have already eliminated yourself from day one. So he that believeth not is done. Baptism has always gone with believing. They are together. They are together. You believe in Jesus, you got to be baptized. You believe in Jesus, you have to be baptized. You believe in Jesus, you have to be baptized. You believe in Jesus, you have to be baptized. Believe in baptizing. In, 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 even in Acts, there are many examples, but in Acts chapter 8, when Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch, he spent time with him and so on. As they were going, Philip witnessed to him and they were together. When they saw water, it was not Philip who told the Ethiopian eunuch, I have to baptize you. He had taught the guy so well that when they saw water, it was the Ethiopian eunuch who pointed at the body of water and said, I can see water there. What stops me from being baptized now? Because I believe. I believe. The teaching of Philip was so powerful that the Ethiopian eunuch, he himself, the convert, said, I must be baptized. I want to be baptized. As they went on, they came onto a certain water. And the eunuch 
said, not Philip. The eunuch is the convert, the new believer. He said, here is water. What that hinder me? What prevents me from being baptized? So, ladies and gentlemen, these are the doctrines we should be discussing in our homes on Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays. These are the doctrines we must commit ourselves to. And I have a few things to say about baptism before I end. Number one is that baptism is not for church membership. We don't baptize as a sign that you have joined a church. How do you say it in God? Aso. Aso lebo. Aso lebo. Really? Aso lebo. Really? It doesn't sound baptizing to me. These are all fake guys in the system. Yeah. Baptism was not for church membership. Baptism was for You're being a part of the church. Galatians 3 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Lighthouse. Sorry. No, that's a wrong Bible. For as many of you as have been baptized into the Catholic Church. No. You are baptized into Christ. Baptism is into Christ. So your entry into Christ, your going into Christ, your being in Christ, the door into Christ is baptism. It's baptism. Doctrine. You have not been baptized, it means you are not into Christ. You are into another life. You are here to enter Christ. Baptism. If you are sitting here and you've not been baptized, 
it means that you are in the church, but you are not in Christ. You see, when we say that somebody has entered Jesus, like the second Corinthians 5:17, any man is in Christ. Second Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That being in Christ, what takes you into Christ is baptism. You believe in him and then you are baptized. You believe in him and then you are baptized. Now, that's where we end the teaching. What is baptism? In the Bible, there are, you find two. There are a few others. I mean, we've seen even baptism into Christ. But there are two big types of baptisms that each one of you must have experienced. Otherwise, you are not in Christ. All your struggles are traceable to the absence of baptism. That word baptized means, you see, there are very few English words that do not have its origins from another language, especially Latin and Greek. So this English word is one of the very powerful non-English words. I mean, baptized, this baptized, this word is not an English word, but it has found itself in, an, in the English language. It's actually a Greek word. It's not an English word. It's not. It is an English word. Ride is an English word. Sit, walk, dance. These are English words. Baptize is not an English word. And it's so good. It's, it's good that it's not an English word. So that when you see it, you need to know that this has just one meaning. Bam! Like, like when I say I am eating, when I say, come, you are, you are looking for Esther. I said, when you go, you see that everybody is sitting down. But only one lady is eating Banku. That is Esther. Like Benihim. When he was young and people were looking for him in church. He said, you will meet a guy who is smiling and laughing. That was Benihim. So if you went and saw Esther or a lady drinking water. That is not Esther. Because Esther is, when we say eating, we, are, we mean something specific. 
you are putting something into your mouth there is mastication there is swallowing and all what uh, drinking is just pouring something into your mouth so so you and i have one mind about eating running okay run run and bring the paper you can't do this and and say you are running run means that you are running we don't we don't we are not confused is that anybody confused no. no why are you walking i said run now this word baptized means only one thing there, there, there are no shades of meanings it's only one it's not even an english word it has been smuggled into the english language because this word is directly baptizo And it baptizo means to immerse. That's where it starts. So when we say somebody has been baptized into Christ, it means the person has been immersed. The person is fully surrounded. So to immerse, look at Matthew 3:16. Matthew 3:16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. So you see that he was inside the water and then he came out of the water. Baptism means that you are totally covered. Sprinkling When you say that a baby has been baptized Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by sprinkling, you are not even speaking good English. Because baptism is not sprinkling. The best you can do, which is another form of baptism, is to pour the water on the baby completely when you say baptism you have either gone inside the water completely or it has been poured on you completely it's like you are totally covered because I can pour a polytank full of water on you right now you will feel like you are inside the sea in fact if I pour it for one hour, I can kill you. So you don't drown only by entering the sea. Water pouring on you can also drown you. Jesus went up straightway out of Every Christian, what happened here yesterday? Anyone who has not done that, where there is a body of water and you enter it completely, and then you come out. Anyone here who has not done that, 
is not in Christ. You are in something I don't know what it's called. Now, that baptism has a meaning. It has a meaning. That is why you cannot say you are a Christian if you have not gone through baptism. It means that you have detached yourself from the true meaning. There are things we do that are not its value is not the activity itself. But the meaning behind the activity. Like communion. You take bread. There's bread here. Unleavened bread okay. is different from leavened bread. Okay. Tea bread, panweku, this type of. Then there's wine. Now, when we, we come to church and we, during the service, we eat communion. We don't eat communion because we are hungry. Like, this is where we are, because in the Bible, Please ask that he's sleeping. He's a dancing star. He's, he's not connected. He's just lost in this system. Just try and wake up. I understand you. What is good and doesn't mean much to you, but just, just, just try and sit up. Just try. Yeah. It's not because we are hungry. In any case, if we are hungry, there's not the bread that will satisfy man. So there must be. Why are we eating this? One day I'll teach it. Why are we? I mean, if we really wanted something to drink, um, I don't think this thought. This this a thought. It's not even a thought. This is not what we are. We will drink if you want to quench our thirst or enjoy a drink. This is not it. So, so why? What is this? It's important. Jesus said, "Eat it as often as you do this." That's a reason. So. The activity itself of the eating of the bread is not the real issue. The meaning behind the eating of the bread is what must enter you in order for you to be a part of Christ. The meaning. In the same way, baptism, what is the meaning? Why do you have to change from your blouse and skirt and wig into a white kaftan <laughs> and enter water? What is the point? The, point? the same way we ask ourselves that what is the point in eating it? Is, has somebody told the pastor that we are hungry? I mean, has somebody told the pastor that we are, we've not eaten breakfast? Why? What is this? In the same way, we should ask ourselves, 
Has somebody told the pastor that Ghana water has stopped flowing in our area? Why? Do I smell? Why is the pastor trying to... Why has he called me to baptize me? Am I smelling? Is it that he feels that I, I don't like batting? That is why he has called me to bat me. And after this bat, when is the next bat? I mean, is the pastor going to go through a series of batting? No! What those who were those 16 guys who were here yesterday for the baptism, they will never they won't need to be baptized again. No. So so the reason is not to clean your skin. What's the point? The point is this. I'm giving you four. Hey. God bless you, sir. Come on. Four meanings of water baptism. Just four. We could do ten, but because of the system and the, the heat, we are doing four so we can close. Number one, the first meaning of baptism is that. It means you are fully immersed. You are fully in the church. That's why we don't say that sprinkling. Many of you, your Christian life is a sprinkling of Christianity. A sprinkling of a Sunday service. A few drops of activity. You have the pastor's phone number. You call him. The pastor has lunch in your house. But you, you are not fully. Your Thursday evening is in the nightclub. Your Saturday night is with your boyfriend. Your Monday morning is with that girl. Your Saturday evening is in the, is in the drinking bar. Then on Sunday morning, you come for your sprinkling of a Christian activity. If you say you are here, you should be fully immersed. All your life, I mean, if you put me in water, all my body is in water. From toenails to hair follicles. But you know yourself, so, so when we enter that baptismal bay and normally we say some things before you enter the water and when you come out also there are some prayers we pray. You will see that by entering the water at the baptismal bay, you are saying that you are completely in Christ. 
Know that your Sunday morning is in Christ and then your music is in the world. Like some of you are, your, your body is in the church, but your mind is outside. I mean, when we say baptism, your everything is in the church. Your friends are in the church. Your sisters are in the church. Your time is in the church. Your brothers are in the church. Your hobbies, your games, your, your life. 24-7. Church. you know yourself you are here your friends are unbelievers they are in town you've not been baptized your, your, your foot is in the water your foot is in the water baptism means your body your whole it means that and that when I come to give thyself holy, I'm, I'm entering this also. Where are your friends? If you are sitting here and your best friend or your boyfriend is an unbeliever somewhere giving you money and doing things with you and to you, you are not, you've not been baptized, therefore you have not entered Christ. We give all our energy to something. So by the time we come to church, we are tired. You, you can't even stay awake. You can't even stay awake. Baptism means that you are you are so committed. You are so committed that you see yourself as a part of what is going on. That just in case you have diarrhea or you have something and, and, and you can't even be in church, you send a message, you discuss with the pastor, I, I can't come, can you play? In the, in the Anglican church, the priest will come to your house and give you communion because you have sent a message that you can't come. As I'm preaching, there are lady pastors. Where's your wife? At this time, This man, wherever he's traveling, he'll send a message. That is baptism. He's immersed in the relationship. I don't experience it from you. 
to because you chose to be here. You decided to come to church here. Will you be here next week? I was preaching in that church last week. Were you there in that church? What are you talking about? This is the only place where there is lawlessness. We have ankles with strokes. And sisters in hospital beds. They sent a message to the priest. That I am on admission. And the priest will go to the hospital and administer communion. That's baptism. They are in it. was a member of a church member of the pastor the fact that you don't even have a pastor means you are not baptized you are not, you are not immersed it's, listen again when we eat communion it's not because we are hungry neither does baptism mean that our skin is dirty there is a meaning you are saying that from now on I am in the church so much I am totally in the church so I am entering this water publicly for everyone to know that I am now de- I'm, I've declared like people declare on Facebook that they are the enemies of the church people declare on Facebook that they are homosexuals people declare on Facebook I am gay you are also declaring that I am a part of the church As pastors, as a pastor like me, you will not get me. If you get me to make a comment about something, like the comment I have just made, it means it's an observation I have made for a very long time. It's not the today not being here. It's a long time. And it's amazing, eh? How people behave like this. And then when they turn around and they go to an office, they expect people to behave well. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. If somebody working for you doesn't come to work, you notice it. It's wonderful. It's very wonderful. How the rules suddenly change. In the book of Acts, even when you lie to the pastor, it means that you are dying. Hey. You lie, you are dead. Hey. To the cemetery. That is not what you have said is not true. Mm. You fall down now. You see, this lawlessness in Luke, I believe. I just remember that. Jesus said, 
on that day, many of you will come and say that in your name, I heal the sick. In your name, I cast out devils. In your name, I did many wonderful works. And I will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Ye workers of iniquity. Once again. There's Matthew, there's also Luke, I think. Ye that work iniquity. Once again, if you see this, that's one of the problems in the translations. So you may think that he's saying that, I don't know you because this is your wife and you are sleeping with this girl. No. No, no. That you are in the church, you drink communion, but you are drinking alcohol. Or you, you, you've stolen money to take your wife to France. You are a thief. No. No. Ye that work iniquity. It's not that depart from me, you are a sinner. No. It's wrong. It doesn't give the when you see iniquity, you are thinking of stealing, smoking, adultery. No, 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 at all. That's not it. It's not. It's not adultery. It's not adultery. Let me show you the meaning. Show me. Or, or I should stop preaching. I should go to the other church. You're not interested. Can you give me the New American Standard Bible? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who practice lawlessness. You who, that's what I'm saying that when you say the workers of iniquity, it's like, like you are a fornicator, you are sleeping with a married man. You, 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 you are you are a homosexual. Get away! You, you are a drunkard. You are a thief. You're going to steal somebody's cake. You, you, you have killed your husband, and you have married somebody's husband. No, that's not it. The meaning is that the, the people God is going to deny that I never knew you. I don't understand what that you you, you are a Christian. What do you mean? <laughs> They are the people who do one thing. They, their practice is lawlessness. In the office, they are lost. But in the church, they are no loss. No law governs you. There's no law that governs your church attendance there's no law that governs your church involvement there's no law that governs even your your appoint you you appoint somebody as a pastor like you will appoint somebody as a secretary as a typist as a bank manager as a uh, uh, accountant and you expect the person to do accounting you are appointed a and you are not even there. Mm. 
you are saying there are no laws that govern being a dancing star. They are laws. You are the one practicing lawlessness. You mean there are no laws that govern being a member of this church. There are laws that you are, you are expected to be in a bar center. Preach. Are you in a bar center? Preach. Are you in a bar center? Preach. Are you in a bar center? Where the, wh- wh- show me the laws that govern your involvement. You do what you want to do. You are here because you want to be here. Next week, if you don't want to be here, you will not be here. The choir can't sing. Because the members plus the leader, a bunch of lawless renegades. Laws about rehearsals. The time to rehearse. The length of time to rehearse. How many rehearsals? You want to come, you come. You can come late. You come early. You don't come. It's just lawless. I'm preaching about baptism. When you are in it, you are in it properly, completely, and totally. You are in it. I appointed you a lady pastor. I'm happy to see you here. I'm happy to see you here. God bless you. To my office, I'm drinking water. Say, oh, uh, pastor, I'll say, oh, please sit down. I'm eating. Eating what? There's no bread. There's no kinky. It's just a bottle of water I'm drinking. Since when the drinking become eating? You are drinking water. There's nothing on the table except a bottle of cold water, except a bottle of Sprite. Why do you say you are eating? You don't eat water. You drink water. So to be drinking water and for you to say you are eating is bad English. Many of you, the Christianity you are practicing is bad Christianity. That's why he said, I don't know you. You've not been baptized. I don't know you. I don't know you. You are traveling. You just, what you need is your ticket. It's your visa and it's your money. You just go. You just go. You just go. Why are you troubling me? Why are you troubling me? Somebody you employed 
traveled without informing you. Would you not sack the person? You, wouldn't you sack the person? How come you just travel, you just get away without a text? Even a text. What are you doing to yourself? What are you building? What life are you building for yourself? Do you understand what you are doing? And you want your daughter to behave differently? Your daughter, you, you, not this girl, not this man, not this lady in red. You, your daughter is in a meeting. You go and spy the car that you are going. Then she leaves the meeting and go and sit in the family car and you are moving. You. Would you like to employ somebody who is working in the office at 2 p.m.? We close at 5. And at 2 p.m., you go and some, her brother or her uncle goes to park the car outside. Then she leaves the office and she goes to sit in the car and she has gone. Would you like that person to be under your employ? In your employ? So why do you do that to God? This woman's daughters are pastors in the church. One of them wasn't doing well in school. She said they didn't withdraw the son. Or the, uh, the daughter. Don't do. She went to Bishop Kobe. I noticed, I heard it. It will shock you the things I know. She sat down with Bishop Kobe. Discuss the daughter, discuss the, the work that can we do it this way for this period to see to her that she can do, pass the exam and let's do. I mean, that is how you would work it, or you would do if your employee, your daughter was in, was working with American Embassy right. or PTC or Bank of Ghana. You would meet the MD and have a discussion that this, my, my daughter has epilepsy. So can we, uh, 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Excuse her from certain re- responsibilities. You don't just remove your daughter because she's not doing well in school. You are practicing lawlessness. Lawless. And I'm saying that you would not want that to be done to you in your office. I told you, not Presby, not Catholic Church, not Methodist. The only place known to me, and I'm, and I'm nothing. I don't know much. You can tell by my level of education. I don't know much. But my little knowledge, the only place where there is the practice of lawlessness is the church, charismatic church, Pentecostals, useless and we dare to say to others who are adherents they go to church with their hymn book and the bible and notebook if you are not baptized 
You are not a part of him. You are not a part of him. That's why I said, as those who are in Christ. The, you see, your step into Christ is a step of baptism. Not because there's no water in your area. It means that you are completely in it. You are completely in it. I've got pastors who are doing the ministry. They have basentes. They have members. I'm sure today they will bust people to the church. But the work they are doing is, is, is they, they are a law to themselves. They are not under anybody. They are just, it's like, like a bunch of rebels. And they are doing exactly what she does. He will do. But they cannot be called for a meeting. You can't send any. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like, uh, um, a part of a country that is succeeding. Secession. Secessionists. Rebels. Separatists. Which laws govern your being here? So next week Sunday, you don't your your waist is paining you, your knees. You just go home, just sit in the house. There's no coming to church. No text. No text. Nothing. Mm. Oh, I'm running late. Then you set up a company and you expect this girl to behave well. You are mad, actually. You are mad, or you are a big hypocrite. You are a big hypocrite. The main thing is the first point. The second, third, and fourth are just the meanings. Mm. The second meaning of baptism is burial. What? What? Burial. What? Burial. Wow. By going into the water. You are saying that no, I said burial. Number two is death. Mm. You are dead. This is too much. You are dead. For me to be a pastor of this, for me to be a pastor of some of you, you, if I was alive, like for me to be your pastor, I must be dead to be your pastor. Mm. If I am alive, you have no part of my life. No, oh, no, no. That I'm in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I might be dead. To be dead means you don't have feelings. Yeah. To be dead means that you can't be hurt. Mm. To be dead means that you can't be offended. Mm. I must be dead. What makes me the pastor I am over you, you, this woman, is that I'm dead. The smallest amount of life in me will put you away from me. You. When you are being baptized, you are saying that you are dead. Dead to what? Dead to sin. What's that boy doing in your life? 
wondering. You are alive. Alive to sin. Practitioners of evil. You are alive. Many of you are alive to worldly music. Worldly lives. I was also in it. If I tell you how deep I was into worldly music, we won't end the service. But when I entered Jesus, I died to the world. I died to nightclubs. I died to boozing. I died to... Before I got born again, I wasn't going to church. For what? But when I got born again, I died to that life. The life of no church attendance, irregular church attendance, a life of not being committed. I was me member of what? I was in nightclubs. Committed. Yes, but when I got born again, I died. You can never be in Christ if you are not dead to sin, dead to the world, dead to worldliness, dead. Die. Paul said, I die daily. Like as I'm preaching, she's offended that I use her for an example. The next week, I won't see her. Why? Because she's alive. She's alive. Why do you stop to point at me? Our pastors, I appointed. They walked out on me because I, I was preaching something. And I, I don't remember. I must have said something. They are alive. The pride is alive. The pride. Many of you, your, your money, your status, your sickness, your sickness has made you proud. The most alive beings are the proud ones. A sign that you are alive is that you are proud. Nothing must be said to offend you. When you misbehave, we should be quiet and say, Hello, how is life? Are the kids doing well? Has your daughter graduated? That's it. But to address the real issue. Meanwhile, you are addressing issues. Such madness. 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 How would you feel? You are not married. So let me ask you. How would you feel to have a wedding in two years, next year or next two years, next year, I think. Then, and then after two years, you discover that your wife is in a relationship with her former boyfriend. And it's taken you two years to discover it. Two years. You've been, you've been wearing the ring for two years. It's after two years that you discover text messages. A woman telling you that she sees your wife with the guy she was with six years ago. Will you be happy? 
Why do you marry Jesus and go back to your boyfriend? Why do you marry Jesus and go back to your girlfriend? You are wearing a ring and you are, you are with a woman and that woman is not Mabel. What are you doing with Eva? Would you be happy? If this woman was in a relationship with her former boyfriend, would you commit suicide? You, would you commit suicide? Why do you do that to God? Sit down. Dead. When I see you with a ring on your finger, the assumption is that you are dead to your former boyfriend. That's what it means. That's what it means. When I see this ring, it means that you are dead to the uh, uh, Asawinso bank manager you were sleeping with before you met Uncle Charles. That's the meaning. But to be wearing this ring and still be in a relationship with a man who is a grandfather. Would you want your husband you want to discover that for the past three years, Charles has been in a relationship with a girl in the Ayansu River branch. A lead singer. That the trip to Dubai that he said he was going for whatever, he, it was with the girl. It was not a business meeting. Will you be happy? So why would you want to marry Jesus and, 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 and go back? Go back to your former Friends, you are you are married to the music, the lifestyle, even how you attend church. It's an old way of attending church. Number three means you are buried, dead. Buried. Buried is necessary. Because except a seed, a corn of wheat, fall into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Most people who can't do much for God have not been buried. Burial provides that milieu. That what? Milieu. Not milo. Buried. Buried. When we go to the cemetery, the only thing that tells us that somebody is here in the ground is the epitaph. If you remove that tombstone from there, the, you can't see. That's how it is. When you get born again, we shouldn't see your past life. We shouldn't see you. We shouldn't see your, your, your things. We shouldn't see the girls. We shouldn't see the music. All, they are all buried. The bottle of whiskey is buried. The unbeliever song is buried. The girls are buried. The boys are buried. The friends are buried. The mindset is buried. The behavior is buried. The lawlessness is buried. Buried, buried. I am buried. I'm buried. How many of you are not buried? Your old unbeliever life. It's what you are. What? 
how you are behaving. It's, it's exactly how an unbeliever behaves towards church. What you are doing to me, your, your attitude towards me, is exactly how an unbeliever behaves towards a pastor. They're not buried. Now they are dead bodies that they can break their bones and make them sit up and they are sitting in a chair. Or they are standing. The way keeping, they are wearing kitty and sitting down. They look alive, but they are dead. If you really are dead, you should be buried. Ask your neighbor as I end. What in your life has been buried? Ask. Kai. See your boyfriend, no. See your girlfriend, no. See your son, See your no. Responsibilities. It ends with resurrection. A new person has come out of the water. That's why, if you have not been baptized, you are not the correct girl. When you come out of the water, it means that you have been you have resurrected. A new person has come out. A new. Kodentri is away. Stone Boy, no more. Shatawale, no more. Jay-Z, no more. Nightclub, no more. Efiasewa, no more. Ms. V, no more. Whatever, no more. No more. I am now a new person. I listen to Tego Sisters. I listen to First Love Music. I listen to Kirk Franklin. I'm preaching, baby. going to see a new body before Jesus died when he went to a place they opened the door and he entered after he died and resurrected the doors were closed he walked through doors doesn't need the doors a different person they will touch him they will touch him they will hug him. They will do everything. When he, when he resurrected when, and they were come to church, he said, don't touch me. When a girl resurrects and the boy is touching your breast, say, don't touch my breast. Don't touch my breast. Wow. 
I've resurrected. I'm not the girl I used to be. I'm not the girl I used to be. I'm not the boy I used to be. Don't touch me. Don't touch my lips. Don't touch my buttocks. Don't touch my thighs. Don't touch me. I've resurrected. pornography. Now that I've resurrected, I don't touch no pornography. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. That's baptism. I mean, water. You enter it or it is poured on you. And the other type of baptism is the holy Ghost baptism. That one, you don't enter it. It is poured on you from on high till you are soaked and you are drained. And when you are, as the water, as the as the water is drying in your cup, <laughs> you begin to speak in tongues. You are just about to drown, and now you have you have recovered from from the from the downpour, the deluge. And you see, Matthew 3.16 has both of them. That's the scripture. There's only one such verse where both water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism are captured together. The first part is water baptism. He came out, which means he entered into the water. And the second part, the Holy, the Spirit of God, it descended and fell on him like, 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 like a dove. It was poured on him. He said, until the Spirit is poured on us, Isaiah, from on high. Until that Spirit is poured on high and the wilderness becomes a forest. The reason why you are dry you cannot, I'm not saying be a basenta leader. To even attend a basenta, you can't. Because the spirit hasn't been poured. Anybody you know who, who can't make it in the, in the Lord has not, has not received the downpour. There must be a downpouring and then an outpouring. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high. That is the only time the wildernesses of our lives become a fruitful field. When will you be fruitful? When? When? When will your life bear fruit? When will we see you a shepherd? When will you see you teaching? When will you rise up as a leader in the church? Organizing the ashes. Attending choir rehearsals. You are a barren land because no spirit has been poured. I told you, baptism is either you are entering the water or it's being poured on you. In both ways, you are covered. Anytime you see a struggling Christian, are looking at somebody 
who has not been baptized. Stand to your feet. Are you a member of this sex? I am an astronaut. for a brand new you a brand new you a brand new clap your hands are you still disturbing your mother I'm asking a question are you still disturbing your mother at home when will you we see a brand new you fetching water for your mother frying eggs for your mother Laying her bed. When was the last time you laid your mother's bed? You went yesterday. That's a new year. Clap your hands. We can't be walking in the church with our old nonsenses. Old nonsenses. Old behavior. Old attitudes. And when it's being done to you, you are not happy. Are you well? Are you well? You are very well.
I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Bishop George to make an altar call. Anybody who has not had water baptism, you need to report. That's an altar call he's going to make. If not had Holy Ghost baptism, we are going to meet you and prepare you with teachings. With the evidence, of course, of speaking in tongues. Because anybody who comes out of water talks. <laughs> There's evidence. <laughs> Nobody comes out of water and say, How are you doing, baby? I saw you in town yesterday. Can I have some pizza? Hey! Every eye closed. I'm inviting you now to come to Jesus. All the things you've been doing is just is just churching. Today is the beginning of Jesus. You are here. You've not given your life properly to Jesus Christ. You want to be born again. Surrender your life to Jesus. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. If you are here, you want to receive Jesus. Lift your right hand. Yes. I'm going to pray for you now. It's, your, it's now your turn. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you. You want to be born again. We want to receive Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the blessing, for the blessing of salvation, for the blessing of your goodness, for the blessing of church, for the blessing of your word, for the blessing of your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take our communion. There's going to be a teaching. Maybe Bishop George will teach us about the communion. A full why the what does the bread mean? Unleavened bread, wine, the blood. Lift your bread. The night before Jesus was betrayed. He took bread. Mavis, where's your communion? You are not even bothered. Not even bothered. Lift your bread and say, This is the body of Christ. The night before Jesus was betrayed, he took this. He broke it and said, This is my body, which was broken for you. When we take communion, we are remembering somebody who broke his body. So that your body might be put together. And he said, Do this. Say the body of Christ. Say, as I eat it, I am identifying with the body of Christ. I am a part of the body. I am in it. Baptized into the body. I am in the body. It's a part of my life. The body of Christ. 
let's eat it When you take this on a normal day, it should be red. Just the color, it's just the color. It's to remind us that somebody shed his blood. Anybody who sheds his blood dies. So when you lift this cup, you are also remembering yourself. Remembering that you yourself also. Am I dead to offenses? Can I be rebuked? Am I dead to my old ways? Why is the blood to show? This one shows that Jesus was dead. Why is your blood to show? What's the evidence that you are dead to worldly music? That you and Gerald have broken up truly. evidence this is somebody's evidence when will we hold your evidence that you are dead when when so when we drink somebody's blood we are asking ourselves when will I die that's why people cannot walk with Jesus Amos 3.3 says that two people can never work together except they are in agreement. Somebody cannot die and you are alive and you are walking with him. So, so many of all your difficulties and struggles as a Christian are all because you are something Jesus is not. He has died. When will you die? The day you die is the day your walk with Jesus becomes a sweet walk with Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Say, I'm remembering the blood of Jesus as I drink it. May I also have something to show that I am dead to the world, to sin, to unbelief, to godlessness. To ungodliness. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink it. Lift your hands. church is not a Christian word it was used long before Acts that word is the ecclesia it's not a Christian word it just means the called out ones so 
in Greece, when you said, when you mentioned the ecclesia, you were talking about parliamentarians, like an assembly, like a senate. They call this one from the Volta region, this one from Greater Accra, this community, that, and then they come together as they're called out. They took decisions, the ecclesia. So in Acts 19, you see that there is the mention of the church, the, the ecclesia, the assembly. As you lift your hands, remember that you have also been called out. Where are your classmates? Where are your family members? He selected you. He selected you. We are the ecclesia. You may ask you lift your hands. It's my prayer. That you will not make the calling out of God for you and to you useless. The selection, your selection. May you not live a life that takes you back to the community you were called out of. May the body and the blood keep you and preserve you. Establish you in God. Make you strong and mighty. May the body and the blood establish you as as a Christian. Establish you as somebody God has chosen. Establish you as a child of God. Establish you in God's power. Establish you in God's graces. Establish you in God's presence. Establish you in God's house. May the body and the blood make a difference to you. The same way the food we eat separates us from the rest. May anybody who sees you see that you've eaten something that is different. The Lord keep you. The Lord watch over you. And the Lord help you. In Jesus name. Amen. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays, as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.